0: Welcome to the Net Group Investments podcast channel, a collection of conversations where we share a variety of views and insights that investors care about. From market updates and investment fundamentals to investor behavior, and even the latest book recommendations. This is a space to stay informed and interested in your financial world.
1: Today, we bring you the third and last of a three-part Global Perspective Series with three of our esteemed global best of breed partners. Today, we're joined by Tony Cousins from Perford International, CIO and portfolio manager on the Negroup Investments Global Cautious Fund. Hello, Tony. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here, Rob. So, we've seen incredibly sustained high inflation around the world, which has led to some unprecedented interest rate hikes from the US Fed in particular. How's this having an impact on global bond markets around the world and what that might mean for investors in
2: global fixed income markets? Well, bond yields have are, are clearly risen. Uh, they've risen in some places more than others. In the UK, they are up 130 basis points in the last month, but we have our, our, our own problems. Um, bond markets are getting used to a world where inflation is, is simply higher, and we've gone through a long period during which inflation bumbled along at 2% around the targets of central banks. And no matter how much money they threw at it, it never went up until the last couple of years when they have thrown a gargantuan amount of money at markets. And this has caused inflation. And it's caused inflation, which has been allowed not quite to get out of control, but to become persistent. And, you know, bond markets are going to react to that. They have done, and I think there's still a bit more to to go there.
1: So we are seeing the U.S. 10-year, I think an entire U.S. Treasury curve is above 4% now. And that does make them a bit more attractive to big pools of assets that are looking for an income return. Doesn't that kind of put a, some sort of a buffer on the scope for yield to push out even much further, irrespective of how much interest rates rise? Yeah,
2: I think what it says it is time to increase duration, and um, we have indeed d- done so. We've run with a very low duration in this portfolio, a 1.5 year duration target, for quite a long time actually. Uh, two weeks ago, we increased that to three, and that is going to drive us to be buying five year bonds across our sort of quality sovereign universe uh, because these, as you point out, are very very much cheaper than they used to be. Curves are inverted. That's the point, and so you're getting better value, uh, I think, at that sort of maturity, still than you are at the longer maturities. And let's not forget the capital-destructive effect of very long duration. If you buy uh, these bonds when yields subsequently rise, if the thirty-year uh, U.S. Treasury bond, the thirty-year German Bund, um if yields rise by one hundred basis points from here, you will still lose twenty percent of your money. Uh, The German Bund is an interesting one because it's a zero-coupon security. There is no income. It's fixed income, but it's fixed at zero. So uh, if those yields rise with a duration in the high 20s, um, it's going to give you about 22% capital loss. So we think it's still too early to go that far down the yield curve. But you're absolutely right. Bond's are better value. and from the absurd times, which, you know, it wasn't so long ago, where there were $18 trillion of government securities with a negative nominal yield. You know, and that is truly absurd, and history books will write about that. But that has changed. And, you know, when the facts change, fund managers should change their points of view, and it is now time to start lengthening duration. Yeah, interesting. We've seen where the Swiss, Swiss government
1: bond has gone from negative rates for 10 years nearly yeah now we're in positive territory on the 10 year.
2: Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean the whole of the eurozone had 7 years of negative um uh, interest rates and still really didn't grow very uh, very much. Uh, but the central banker's job uh, is to control inflation. Uh, they haven't done it and they're now playing catch up. And when they do that, you know, they will they will try and squash inflation because that's what they should have always been doing and that I think uh, will dra- has dragged the yield curve up probably going to drag it a bit further up because they're certainly not finished. And that is what gives opportunities for fixed income investors. Yeah.
1: And so as inflation affects interest rates, which affects long-term bond yields, we see that uh, it's having an effect on all fixed income markets. So the credit spreads have pushed out in the US and the high yield spreads have pushed out. Now, these are areas that you don't invest in
2: within the fund. Why is that? Uh, We don't invest them purely because of liquidity. I mean, the facets of you know, this strategy are you only invest in quality and you only invest in, in value, but you also only invest in liquid securities. Now, we wouldn't say for a minute that corporate credit, high yield credit, private debt has no place in a diversified portfolio. It does. You get an illiquidity premium for investing in those areas, but it has no place in this strategy. Uh, the essence of this strategy is when the facts change, you change your point of view and you must have the liquidity in those underlying assets to be able to reflect that and be able to get out of areas that you want to and into the areas which are offering greater attraction. And you have an interesting rule number one, right? Rule number one is don't lose the money. Uh, you know, and that's that's some simple mathematics. If you lose 30% and then make 30% or make 30% and lose 30%, you're down 9% at the end of that equation. And if you're, you know, th- what investment is about is having enough money in the future to meet your liabilities. It's about compounding real rates of return and compounding is made an awful lot easier if you don't have a big drawdown. So, you know, what we very, very much concentrate on is not having those big drawdowns in capital values, which means you've got to work so much harder as things recover to get back to that trend line of of compounding. Obviously, a portion of the portfolio is invested
1: in equities around the world. And again, the pricing of assets of equities is all off the interest rates and long-term bond yields. So what are you seeing there in the global equity markets? Is there more attraction now once we've had a 25% drawdown year-to-date in 2022? Isn't there pockets of, of interest there? Are, are you increasing your equity exposure at the moment? Um,
2: we we are increasing our equity exposure in some strategies that have much greater exposure to, to Asia. Asia's the part of the world we think is much more attractive is much better valued has much lower debt penetration than more developed parts of the world so that's the most attractive area for us we haven't increased equity weightings within the the cautious fund yet because the US still remains at quite a significant valuation premium to the rest of the world but we're getting closer and we're probably uh, a little under 10 percentage points downside away from doing that. We have to remember we are capped at 40% equity weighting, so we don't want to, you know, file all our powder too early. I think the other point you need to concentrate on is, so far, the decline in equities has been a valuation correction. Mm-hmm. What we haven't seen much of yet is the effect on, on earnings. Um, when we compare equities with fixed income. In fixed income, you're looking at inflation, you're looking at the real yield you're being offering. But the income is fixed, and the sorts of fixed income we buy, you're going to get that coupon. You are going to get paid it because they're very, very high quality. Obviously, the valuation factor applies to equities as well, but the other thing that backstops stock prices are earnings and dividends. And as the central banks around the world do tighten, and there's more of that to come, they are going to cause a recession. And recessions will have significant impacts on earnings, particularly at the lower quality end of the spectrum, higher interest rate costs in a world which is awash with debt. Uh, The US corporate sector has never had more debt than it has today relative to the size of the economy. There are going to be some uh, earnings estimates that are going to come down very markedly. So that shoe is yet to drop. When it starts to drop, we think that that will throw up more opportunities. And let's face it, within our investable universe, in the very, very long term, the best performing asset class will be equities. It's what you get paid in the very long term for the risk and the volatility of owning equities. So it should be higher and and it will be. You just need to avoid buying equities when they're very, very expensive. So,
1: Tony, thanks very much. You, you mentioned risk there. And, and so at present, from what I'm hearing, is it's, it's, it's a, a risk-off environment, but very much looking to allocate to more risk, to increase risk as and when the facts determine. Is that
2: correct? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's right. We, are, we have already increased duration. I'd anticipate us doing it again. Uh, when we hit the trigger points on equity valuations, you know, that's the importance of process. It forces you to do the right thing, which is go and buy equities when they're, when they're cheaper. I think one thing we won't be changing in this strategy is the exposure to, um, unhedged foreign currency against the US dollar. The US dollar has been incredibly strong and we would have done better if we hedged everything. But we do again have process driven by purchasing power parity. And what that shows is the dollar is extremely overvalued. It's about 30 to 35% overvalued, depending on which currency you measure it against. And that is well outside the two standard deviations that history shows. It doesn't stay outside of that range. So, you know, the currency markets see the dollar as a one-way bet whenever anything is a one-way bet it's time to start looking the other way. So, you know, we have strict risk controls on currency. We are at the, the greatest extent we can go uh, in this strategy, and we won't be changing that right now. But, you know, things are looking a lot better in terms of investment prospects than they did a year ago. So, you know, you need to adjust risk positions. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Tony. I really appreciate
1: the conversation. My pleasure.
0: NetGroup Collective Investments is an authorised Collective Investments Scheme Manager in terms of the Collective Investments Schemes Control Act. NetGroup Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit netgroupinvestments.co.za NetGroup Investments. See money differently.